Beyond Synth, Season 7, Sequence Commencing in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is episode 196 of Beyond Synth, and I am your host, Andy Last. Welcome to the show. And I apologize for the show being a day late. But look, this is going to happen from now on, probably. My schedule is all over the place. Again, I said this on a previous episode, but that is partially the reason for the high fives, the Beyond Synth high fives every Friday. So just in case the episode's a little late, I know that you did get a Beyond Synth fix only a few days ago. So everything should be crystal... No. I don't know. Everything should be crystal clear. Everything should be fine, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Beyond Synth is the best synthwave chat show there is. Did I? Do you guys know that? I hope you do. So, I have to say something. Not true, I don't have to say anything, but I'm going to say this. Whenever we do the high fives, whenever Marco's on the show and has his picks, or Julian on the high five, you know, everyone's always like, hey, great picks, guys, great picks. Everyone's always excited about their picks, and then whenever I play music on the show, nobody says anything. So I have, it's been a few weeks since I've played any new tracks on the show, because last week was the Ladies' Night episode, and we didn't play any uh, new music in that one, and... Although we did play songs we haven't played on the show before, but you know what I'm trying to say. Then we skipped a week, so technically it's been a while. So I found a whole bunch of really awesome tracks we're going to play today, and I hope you guys enjoy them as much as I did because they're cool tracks. So let's get the show started with this one from Omega Gone, who just put out an album, I believe his first album. Um, I think I've played a track of his before. He had a bunch of singles out, and now there is an album there that you can check out. So this song is called Aether Realm by Omega Gone.
And that was Omega Gun with the track Aether Realm. And that was brought to you by... You know what? I always forget about my PayPal. So let's do a shout out to the PayPals. Well, there's Anselmo Incorporated. He's a PayPal. And then there's Andy Seagal. Like Steven Seagal. The Rosconian. Rob Dyson. Digital Dreams. Jimmy Groon. And of course, Jared Green from Retro Revolutions. And he's working on a cool video right now that you should... uh, Well, I was going to say you should check out, but it's not out yet. He's doing a cool N64 mod, so I'm looking forward to that. And if you guys don't know about Retro Revolutions, he's a guy that makes cool videos on YouTube where he mods consoles and makes these sort of unique uh, things. And he does them in partnership with uh, with Mizucat, who will like paint the consoles, and they also make like boxes for them and stuff. And he does these videos where they uh, make these cool things, and they're usually they're specialty items. So I think maybe sometimes there's a bit of confusion around what Retro Revolutions does. He doesn't really make stuff to order. It's mostly specialty items, uh, often for synthwave producers or other YouTubers who reach out to him and say, "Hey, make me a cool N64 mod," and then he goes ahead and does like some weird stuff and makes a video about it. So check it out. That's Retro Revolutions. And, uh, yeah, and that was a track by Omegagon that we just listened to, so you can go check that out at omegagon.bandcamp.com. O-M-E-G-A-G-O-N. Cool stuff. And speaking of cool stuff, just like that, we're listening to that cool music, but we're going to listen to another cool track. So what do I got here in the old Beyond Synth playlist for you? I've got, like, fucking ten windows open here. There's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. No, so this dude, I just found out about this guy. Apparently, I think he's been making music for fucking decades. I'm going to butcher his last name. I think it's Johan Bakstrom. Backstrom? Backstrom? It's B-A-E-C-K-S-T-R-O with the two dots over it and then an M. And you know I'm terrible with the pronunciation stuff. This is another one of them dudes from Sweden. There seems to be a lot of people from Sweden making music I really like, so maybe I should go there sometime. Anyways, he released this album. It's called Utopia, and he's using a lot of synth sounds that are very... Maybe he's even using the same keyboards or patches or whatever used by like early Depeche Mode, you know, Depeche Mode in like the first like two years. And the vibe he's capturing is right up my alley. You know, you guys know I love the retro synth pop and uh, this album is is great. So I'm I'm just going to play this track, but I liked the whole thing. I actually like this album a lot and I've, <laughs> I've actually been listening to a lot of these tracks. It's really scratching that uh, early Depeche Mode sort of itch. He doesn't sing like Depeche Mode, but it's the sounds. It's the, it's the sound that are being used and uh, and I really dig it so here's an awesome song this is Silence by Johan Backstrom
right, and that was Johan Backstrom. I hope I am saying that correctly. I am probably not. I forget how what the, the two dots over the O, and I literally just had someone explain to me what those sound like. Uh, anyways, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. There's Chris Dance, the king of the Pattersons. Then there's William Stewart with the 6969 and Jose Arbello with the 6659. And the ever reliable Jacob Wick. Do you like being known as the ever reliable Jacob Wick? I hope you do. And thank you guys for supporting the show. Anyways, I love this retro synth pop sound. And uh, this whole album is full of this stuff. I think I'm, maybe I'll even invite this dude on the show because I really enjoyed this album a lot. That song kind of had almost like a, was it fucking Lamal? What was that guy who did the never ending story? I mean, I know that's fucking technically Giorgio Moroder, but uh, what's his face? Kajagoogoo. Fuck's that guy's name? Anyway, it's a great song. Uh, My voice just cracked. Sorry, guys. I couldn't record the show all day, so I'm doing it late at night, and I made myself this fucking coffee hot chocolate beverage. I'm recording this at about 11 p.m., and you're not supposed to drink caffeine at this time, and I'm fucking wired. While I have you here, I want to remind you guys to go check out the Beyond Synth YouTube page and check out episode three of The Real Beyond Synth with Magic Sword. Just in case you haven't seen it, uh, it's a fun episode. It's really silly and weird, and I want more people to see it. It really annoys me that when I released it and it got, I think it was like 250 views and I had to take it down because there was a fucking glitch in the edit. Anyway, uh, yeah, so if you haven't seen that, please go to the Beyond Synth YouTube page and check it out. And if you've never checked out the Beyond Synth YouTube page, Check it out. What? (laughs) More importantly, what is next on the agenda here? Ooh, we got a song from Straplocked from the album Nightstar Alliance Original Soundtrack. What the hell is Nightstar Alliance? Hold on. Click on this. How about we listen to it? And then we'll uh, we'll talk about it. So this is brought to you by my awesome uh, Patreon supporters. There's City Hunter in the 42 Club. And then there's Lucas Ceballos with the 2666. You're a cool guy, Lucas Ceballos. You too, City Hunter. You're, you're all cool. And now uh, let's listen to this track. This is Strap Locked with Diamond Dust.
And that was Diamond Dust by Straplocked from the Nightstar Alliance original soundtrack. And uh, you can pick that up on straplocked.bandcamp.com. S-T-R-A-P-L-O-C-K-E-D. Straplocked. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. There's Clint Dowling, Hugh Hefner, Honeybeard, and Eric Dahlberg. You people are the best a man can get. <laughs> so let me look here. What the hell is Nightstar Alliance? Get the game here on Steam. All right. Click on this. Steam. VR retro-themed space shooter. Ah, okay. This is an early access. <laughs> is this <laughs> is this useful information to you guys to hear me click through Steam? And <laughs> anyway, uh, it's a great album. Actually, there's a lot of really good songs on it. Um, I picked that one, and I hope you uh, dug it. So. Speaking of the real Beyond Synth, so I was just talking about the YouTube page. So, you know, my schedule is all fucked up, and I wish I could put out more video content, but it's just so hard for me to do it. Whenever we record episodes of the real Beyond Synth, we actually record way more than ends up in the show. So Mike and I will actually riff for, like, an hour, and then I end up editing it down to, like, a 20-minute show, or at least... The last one was sort of 25 minutes, I think. And sometimes there's still, you know, entertaining bits that I cut out just because I don't have a place for them in the final edit of a show. And so I think I'm going to start releasing um, what I'm calling Beyond Synth Briefs, which will be basically just short little segments taken from episodes of The Real Beyond Synth. And I'm going to include them in the Real Beyond Synth playlist on YouTube. So they'll they'll technically count as Real Beyond Synth, but they're not necessarily full episodes. Like, you know how a lot of big YouTube channels, they'll sometimes have like a secondary page that has short videos. So it's kind of going to be like that, except the clips aren't actually from anything. They're just standalone little clips. So there'll be these little like four minute segments, sometimes a one minute or whatever, if it's just a little bit of silliness that I want to um, put on the on the page because there's so many times where we've recorded stuff and I find it funny and I want you guys to see it and then it annoys me that it takes me like a year to edit the show when we took the time to do all that filming and stuff like that so hopefully that means we can get more content to you sooner I hope that works for you did I mention that Maytelvin is on the show I didn't even mention the damn guest <laughs> I'm gonna be talking to him later Maytelvin Maytelvin I always find it tricky to say um, he says it he's one of the OGs you know making Synthwave before it was Synthwave so I'm glad I've got a chance in the past few episodes to talk to people who were uh, the people who were around before the scene even started and um, Maytelvin was part of the Valerie or is part of the Valerie Collective which of course was where you know college and stuff were from which then led to music that was in the Drive movie that led to you know the big burst of synthwave genesis i'm not very good with words <laughs> anyway so it was great to talk to him and we'll be talking to him later in the show but first well i'd like to listen to some cool music so here is a track from a guy called victor roy from the album failure to discern and uh, this is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. There's Tim Carlton, Johnny Five, Emilio Astavez, and Pattern Shift. And this is Victor Roy with the track... Oh, fuck, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Mo-23-Ethelfo. Ethelfo. <laughs> 
Well, that's what you get when you make weird song titles. All right, here we go. Here's some Victor Roy. Enjoy. And that was Victor Roy with the track Mo-23 
Ethelfo, and uh, that's from the album Failure to Discern, which you can pick up at victorroy.bandcamp.com. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. There's Kempson, Joey and Kendra, Martin Larbry, Blarb. <laughs> Martin Larby and Gregorio Franco. Did you guys enjoy the ad I made for Gregorio Franco that was in the Real Beyond Synth Episode 3? I think I'm going to just isolate that ad and post it on uh, Instagram because I enjoyed making that. It was a lot of fun. And look, I'm looking at these pictures here. Martin Larby was uh, just at the FM84 show the other day. Looks like they were hobnobbing with some other synth pals. There was Sunglasses Kid and some other people. Oh, and did you know that Martin Larby has a blog? Hold on. Let me go to my Twitter and remind myself what it's called. Patrick Fakeman, I think. Hold on. Patrick Fakeman. PFSynth.com. So his website is PFSynth.com. So P as in Peter, F as in Feeter, and Synth.com. I'm just joking. Feeter isn't a word. It's Patrick Fakeman. It's the short. Is this confusing for anyone? Uh, Martin has always been a big supporter of Beyond Synth, and I uh, obviously appreciate him. And he uh, has a Synth News and Reviews website, which is here, which you should check out. I'm looking up here. There's a thing about Highway Superstar and... (laughs) All right, funny. There's an article here. Synth Music, bringing back... The music and film passion that we've lost in the new millennium. It opens with, Netflix is terrible. Prime Video is a minefield of movies that someone financed through selling an organ. (laughs) You're a funny guy, Martin. I look forward to seeing you at Outland in July. Do you guys know about Outland, the synth festival that's going to be in Toronto this July? There's going to be a lot of fun acts playing, and if you uh, check out on the Beyond Synth SoundCloud page, I have an Outland playlist featuring all the episodes that feature artists that are going to be playing at uh, Outland in Toronto. That's July 6 and 7, I believe. So you should go check it out. I'll have the link to the the Facebook page in the show notes. So, um, you know, if you live in the area or if you're near even, because I think there's a, a bunch of people coming up from the States as well who are in the States that are, you know, within a few hours drive of Toronto. And I think it's uh, going to be a good time. And I want you guys to show up, man. It'd be fun to see ya. I like seeing people. So let's uh, listen to some more music. This is a track from a dude called, I'm going to say Jedi. It's kind of like Jedi, except there's two Ds. J-E-D-D-I. Jedi? Jedi. This is a fun, funky one. If you like funky tracks, that is. And I do. I like all sorts of things. And uh, it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. There's Blake Peterson and Mike Shima, you guys are all right. So enjoy this track from Jetty. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, this is Shining in the Dark.
Shining in the Dark by Jetty. Brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. There's Rachel Buchelman with a 1985 and Murat with a 1984. And, hmm, well, it looks like Jimpy has upgraded his support. Thanks, dude. You're a cool, cool guy. And, uh, yeah, man, thank you all for supporting the show. Uh, you know, you can support the show, too, just like these awesome people, by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth. So, yeah, Jetty. You can go to uh, jetty.bandcamp.com, J-I-D-D-I. He's, he only has about, I think, six or seven tracks on his Bandcamp, but they're all very different. I'm assuming he's a guy. I'm assuming a lot of things here. I'm assuming how to pronounce it. He's from France. Jetty? Tu penses que c'est Jedi? Je ne sais pas. Euh, peut-être que c'est Jedi? Non, c'est pas Jedi. C'est Jedi. And that is Terrible French. Starring me. Um, I'd like to let you all know 
that my Twitch page, the Beyond Synth Twitch page, is still alive. I've been so busy these past few weeks, I just haven't had an opportunity to stream, but I will stream again. In fact, even though I do not have the money to do so, I sold some things on Craigslist so that I could get myself a programmable keypad. Um, So I ordered one on Amazon. I don't know when it's going to arrive because it was not a prime item. And it's essentially, I think it's like 40 keys, like keyboard keys that are just blank and they're programmable because uh, I need something to, when I'm streaming, to have all the buttons to like switch cameras and bring up different windows and stuff. And I find whenever I do it with my keyboard, I end up fucking things up. And so I need a programmable keyboard that I can make macros. So it's like, you know, the red button is alt plus shift plus P or something, you know what I mean? So that I can make all sorts of weird uh, key commands. Now that I think about it, I hope it fucking works. Oftentimes I'll order things and just assume it works with Mac and PC, and I just realized I don't recall reading if the keyboard I order work with Mac and PC. Hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> anyway, the point is the Twitch channel still exists. I will stream more, but I may have to start streaming at like, you know, like two in the morning or something, like when my family is asleep and I don't know who the hell will tune in. I guess that would be like morning in Europe. Hmm. Anyway, the point is uh, you can always go to Twitch, uh, the Beyond Synth on Twitch and um, subscribe to it or follow it or whatever. And then you'll know when I go online. Uh, often I don't have the wherewithal to plan streams and so often you won't know it's happening unless you get that little notification in your email that's like hey beyond synth is streaming right now i was thinking the other day would it be such a stupid idea because you know i'm always like i have all these messages like old emails and and facebook messages and twitter things and stuff that i have to go through and i thought maybe one of these days i'll just live stream that (laughs) like just Try and do a live stream and at the same time go through my email and sort of listen to the music people have sent me and stuff. And it'll be like a little window into the process, into Andy's process. I'm Andy, by the way. Oh, and I also have a request for the listeners. So if you're listening to this, I want you guys to send me in audio clips of your voice. Either asking a question or a comment or whatever. Um, we got a special episode coming up and I thought it would be fun to get some voice samples from the listeners this is my call to action to you guys if you want to hear your voice on the show record a little short message and send it to beyondsynth at gmail.com i have received a few because i mentioned it on twitter but i want more so send me voice messages comments questions whatever i don't care what it is just keep it brief although if you want to make sure it gets on the air make sure it's a fucking compliment All right, look, let's listen to more music. This is a catchy tune from Echoes. Um, That's E-K-K-O-E-S off the album Kinetic. And this was another uh, cool track brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $15 Club. There's Hampus ML, Ken and he's almost in the $15 Club, Chatterack. He's a cool guy. And uh, yeah, let's listen to this song. This is Echoes with Without You, I Am Nothing.
And that was Without You, I Am Nothing by Echoes from the album Kinetic. And you can get that at echoes.bandcamp.com. That's E-K-K-O-E-S. Uh, that's a super catchy song. It's also a really great album as well. They've they've put out a lot of cool music, and I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, Mads Baron Christensen with the thirteen thirteen and Prophet of Jupiter in the twelve fifteen club. And we will never forget the immortal Chris Lane. Oh, I, I've got a thing to say. <laughs> This whole episode, I don't know why I have to keep announcing I have a thing to say because I'm the only one talking. Um, all the artists, everyone, you know, when, when they sell their music. I don't know, do artists do this or does this happen when you have an album on Bandcamp? But, um, you know the comments section in the the metadata of a, an MP3 file? So you go to iTunes and when you click on the info button on a track... You know, where it says artist name, album name, and all this stuff. And in the comments section, everyone always has visit and then the Bandcamp website, right? So if I click on a track in iTunes, like say say I'm listening to like the fucking Neon Jugs or whatever, it'll say visit www.neonjugs.bandcamp.com. And what I'm wondering is, does Bandcamp do that automatically or do you do that? Because if you do that, and if every artist has just been seeing what other artists do, and they're just doing the exact same thing, get the word visit out of there, right? Because whenever I click on more info and I want to go to the person's website, if you double click, you can highlight the whole thing and then just say, you know, paste and go in your web browser. But when it's got the word visit at the front, you have to take the word visit off. So you have to like carefully like drag the cursor over and this isn't a very serious complaint, but it's just something I've noticed. Like every artist always has visit their website in the comments section on iTunes and I don't think you need the word visit in there. Like I think it's fine if you just have the website because then it's easier for people to double click on it and then just go to the website. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you? Oh, also, I should say, trying to schedule with Mike, Marco, and Florence for the family show turned out to be a huge pain in the ass <laughs> this this time. So normally we do the family shows every four episodes. This time, we probably won't do a family show for a few weeks because basically with Marco's work schedule, he's working nights. Florence lives in L.A. Mike lives in Austin. And they all have different work schedules and different time zones. And so organizing a time for us all to be available to record turns out to be a big pain in the ass. And since I'm not very organized, this time I left it to the last minute because technically the family show should have been next week's show. And... And I messaged them, and then we just started going through the list of like, okay, well, can you guys record on Thursday? Oh, no. Marco can't do Thursday. Okay, Mike can't do Friday. Florence can't do the weekend. Then on Monday, it's like, well, Marco can't do this day. Florence can't do that day. And so we finally landed on that we can record in like two weeks. (laughs) So... And those episodes always take longer for me to edit. So not only is the recording of it delayed, the editing of it will be delayed too because it takes a long time. So um, there will be another family show. It's just going to be in a few weeks. So we will just have regular Beyond Synth episodes, which are fine because I have a bunch uh, lined up. And so I'm going to be happy to get through those. Okay, let's listen to more music. Uh, We got Maytelvin coming up in just a bit. But before we get to that, we are going to listen to this track by Mika Thorwine. It's either Mika or Micah. I'm sorry. Again, this is, uh, where's this dude from? Finland. Have I ever had anybody on the show from Finland? Hmm. For all you people out there who always just like, you know, you always love fucking Marco and Julian's picks. If you don't love this song, 
I'm telling you right now, you're an asshole. <laughs> so fuck you Because uh, this song is kick-ass it, There's an obvious sort of homage here to Street Fighter But it almost kind of reminds me of like A cross between Street Fighter and Rocky And uh, this song is fucking awesome So you better love it This is, again, I'm going to say Mika Thorwine um, Could be Micah, M-I-K-A I apologize if I'm saying it incorrectly uh, You can let me know but uh, the bottom line is this song is called Spirited Away and it uh, kicks ass.
And that was Spirited Away by Mika Thorwine. Micah? Mika? Micah? You be the judge. You can pick that up at uh, MikaThorwine.bandcamp.com or Micah Thorwine. It's M-I-K-A-T-H-O-R-W-I-N-E. And that is uh, brought to you by my awesome uh, Patreon supporters in the $10 Club. There's Fraser Davidson, Punk in Drublick, Dalton Bell, Heartbeat Hero, Cat Temper, I'll Be an Algorithm, Retro Serenade, Gary Heather, Knight of Ducks, and Andrew Benson. You people are all awesome. And that song uh, is really wicked. Obviously, there's like the, the tempo of the, those fucking brass kind of chords is very sort of street fightery. But it, it has that thing that I think if you use this in a movie to do like a Rocky type montage, it would uh, totally suit it. That uh, if you were looking at my Instagram, you know that I was promoting Droid Bishop's shirt. And then I realized that I think I'm better at promoting other people's shit than my own. <laughs> like... Right now, my Instagram is a picture of me wearing a Droid Bishop shirt, and the link in the description is to his website. <laughs> like, I barely do that with my own stuff. Droid Bishop's a buddy, so uh, but at the same time, I should be a lot better at uh, promoing my own stuff. And I have a weird request of you guys. And we're going to listen to one more song, and then we'll go to my interview with Maytelvin. But obviously, I'm so grateful to all the people who support Beyond Synth on Patreon and on the PayPal. But I still have to try and find ways to sort of make this thing grow. Because I want to deliver so much more content for you people. I mean, we've already got kind of like two podcasts going during the week and I want to be able to do more stuff. And obviously, everyone who's donating right now are super generous. And so I, I'm not asking for you to do anything else other than to maybe share this show uh, with friends or people you know. And this is the weird request part. Let me know if there's something that prevents you from sharing it. Like, I'll give you an example, okay? You know that Doctor Who is my favorite show, right? I've said this on the show millions of times. I'm a big fan of classic Doctor Who. And classic Doctor Who is weird. And so even though it is my favorite program, whenever people ask me if they should watch it, I usually say no. It's very rarely a perfect program. In fact, it never is, which is odd. So there's even shows, you know, as much as I bitch about Lost and how that show turned to garbage, there is individual episodes of Lost that I go, wow, that was like a perfect piece of television. And even though Doctor Who is my favorite show, I wouldn't say that any episode is perfect. There's episodes that are great or good, but they always have some weird flaw. In the new show, sometimes it's because they went, there's like weird quirky humor or something that's sort of embarrassing. And in the old show, it's the budget. So sometimes there can be an episode that's really good, like the story's great and it's interesting, but then it's let down at the end when they have no money for the villain's army and so it's just a bunch of fucking toys that they're like pulling around on strings and stuff. Like, there are seriously episodes where it goes that cheap. <laughs> There's an episode where a tank comes into frame and it is a toy tank and it's so close to the camera that the background is out of focus so it's clearly a toy that's in front of the camera. Like, it's... Anyway, the... <laughs> The point is that I want you guys to share the show, but I want you to be comfortable sharing it. So let me know. I know this is a weird thing to ask, but let me know if there's something about the show that prevents you from sharing it. Like you want to share it on your page, but you're worried that if people click on it, they'll be like, what the hell is this? Or the host is weird or they're not into Synthwave. Because what I might do is produce an episode of the show that is like in quotes, like safe to share. Do you know what I mean? 
And uh, so please let me know. Like, I'm not going to change the show, right? So I don't care. You could tell me tomorrow, like, I'd, I'd love to share it, but I think you're an idiot, Andy. And I'll be like, okay, well, that's not going to change. Nothing's going to change. But I might do like a one-off episode that still is sort of beyond synth, but maybe cleans up some of those things and makes it safer. So you'd be like, you know what? I can share this one. And then that's all you need. And then you can just share that one and then people can listen and then choose if they want to choose to listen to more shows or something. I know this is a weird thing to ask. I realize how weird it is as I'm saying it. But yeah, that's all I have to say. So I I want you guys to share the show. And so I want to make it safe. And so you don't feel embarrassed if you like share it on your wall and people go like, what the hell is this garbage? Like, I want you to be happy that you did. Right. So maybe that means doing an episode where there's, you know, very little talking and it's mostly just a playlist or maybe it's an episode where we play particular types of synthwave that's more friendly for sharing. I don't know. You let me know. All right. So how about this? We're going to listen to one more track and then we're going to go to my conversation with Maytel then. So here is a cool track from Rulmino, R-U-L-M-Y-N-O. And uh, this is a cool track from the Luminous Beings album brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $10 Club. There's Sarah Buchelman, Justin Armour, The Patch Bay, Gus Velichek, Playmaker Media, Ashley Keegan, Slunks, and Skunk Raider. All right, so let's listen to this track. This is Rulmino with Neon Jungle.
That was Neon Jungle by Rulmino. And that is a cool track. I'm really happy with my picks this week, and I want you to be happy with them too. Because I have no self-esteem, and I <laughs> I need... <laughs> your confirmation to give me self-worth. And that was brought to you by my awesome uh, Patreon supporters in the $10 Club. There's Colin Bennett, Joe Ozone, Will Lowe, and Poly Digital. And what the hell, we'll uh, do IP68 with the 808. And in the 777 Club, there is The Life of Brenton and Skywolf. Thank you very much for supporting the show. I know it's a little longer uh, today before the interview, but I just, I had all those songs that I've had so much music and today I'm like, I can't just play two songs, go to the interview. I've got all these great songs and I I really liked them all. And so I had to play them. So now, without further ado, here is my conversation with Maytelvin. All right, man. Well, first, before we even get started, how do you say it? (laughs) <laughs> so um as i am french uh i said maitelvin but i heard a lot of english people or u.s people uh, saying maitelvin mm-hmm. you can pronounce it the way you want the way you like <laughs> i guess so but you say it maitelvin like that yeah maitelvin it works all right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, basically, it's uh, it's like metal wine, I guess, because it's Melvin in Old English, but I've misspelled it, so it's no Metalvin, and it doesn't mean a thing. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of a, a joke, basically, so, <laughs> but it works. <laughs> I mean, people people know the name, so it's fine. So, I guess I'll, I'll try and say it your way. So, Metalvin, like that? Yeah. Metalvin or Metalvin? Metalvin. Metalvin. Yeah, in French, yeah. Metalvin. Metalvin, yeah. <laughs> okay, bon. Pronounce it the way you like. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. So I think this is the longest time I've ever sort of danced around having a conversation with a guest. I know. (laughs) There is people who obviously I've chatted with, you know, many years before they were ever on the show. But you specifically, we just... We, I think we started a conversation in 2017. Yeah, two years ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was always about when are you going to be on the show? And then we, we had a date and then it didn't work. And then like we wouldn't chat for like four months and then get back in touch. And so it's just great to finally do it because this has been <laughs> in the works for like two years. <laughs> yeah, I, I am so sorry. But in fact, the past two years were uh, quite complex because I was in London for some months. Uh, I was then in Paris, which is not my native uh, town for work and as I do a regular daily job uh, besides the music it's kind of complex sometimes to find sometimes especially when you don't have a fixed home I guess so yeah I'm really sorry yeah no that's okay no yeah, I'm so confused. <laughs> no, that's all good, man. Maybe one of these days I'll uh, I'll publish the chat, yeah. and you can see this uh, ten page long. <laughs> this... <laughs> yeah, of, of boring discussion, like yeah, yeah, you think you can this weekend? Oh no, yeah. <laughs> But it's fine. We finally find a way to do it, so it's cool. So, look, we'll get right to the point here, because Beyond Synth started in 2013, which was sort of... There's these different waves, you know, in the synth wave 
scene, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, the biggest wave was sort of after you guys, which was with the movie Drive, which brought yeah. you know a lot of people to the scene, and and that sort of was like the second generation of synthwave, probably when the term synthwave was created. Mm-hmm. And well, I've not had any a conversation with anyone involved with the Valerie Collective, which is obviously a really big part of the whole um, genesis of the scene, because obviously with the movie Drive was, I mean, obviously the Kavinsky song, but then the song by College, mm-hmm. which is like everyone's favorite track, you know, from the movie, and that's, you know, inspired this whole thing. And you, Metelvin, yeah. uh, are, uh, <laughs> are, of course, one of the, the, the sort of the founding members of of the Valerie Collective and you're the the first one I've talked to from it. Okay. So I'm going to make you be the the ambassador for the Valerie Collective for a little bit and you can tell me about some of that yeah, stuff. The, I'm kind of one of the last uh, survivor of this collective. I guess the, <laughs> <laughs> there's only uh, mainly Anorak and uh, Forgotten Illusions who was in the Outrunners before. We are the, the last one keep doing this kind of music. I think David the, the founder uh, College switch to another kind of music, actually, which is great. He totally likes the 80s move and the synthwave thing, but personally, he wanted to move to something else. So that's great. And same for me. I've got a side project. Well, how about this? We'll get this thing started. Let's listen to a track, and then we'll sort of dive into... We'll do a little history lesson. Sure. So uh, here's a track that I really dig of yours. This is Delight mm-hmm. by Metelvin. Cool. Thank you. 
guys, c'est une chanson par... No, how do you say it? Une chanson par Metalman? You wouldn't say that. Yeah, c'est un morceau de Metalman. A morceau? Like a piece? Yeah, like a piece. We say that in French. Uh, chanson is more when you put some lyrics on it. Ah, good point. All right, so... Uh, c'est une... Uh, no, voici une... Uh, Fuck me. I fuck. <laughs> anyway, that was Delight by Maytel Van, and I'm here with Maytel Van right now talking about music and stuff. So, back when you started making tunes, mm -hmm. like what genre did you consider it? Because obviously the term synthwave didn't happen until I think even in like 2013, right? Or like 2012 or something, which was sort yeah, of. Like I think I've uh, first. Heard it in 2015, so oh, yeah. <laughs> which is quite late. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just woke up like, whoa, there is a new scene. Incredible. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I don't know. It's We, we made it uh, in 2006, I think, for the first, very first tracks from the, the collective with Mintel uh, Rose, College, Outrunners as well. And I don't know, it, it was kind of, uh, we called it 80s pop music or I don't know, house music. In fact, we're making, I think, I will talk for myself, but uh, I'm making 80s music because I'm using 80s gear, actually. Right. You know, 80s synths and so on. So it definitely sounds like 80s music. That's all. I think it's more like you can consider it as, a, as pop music or perhaps sometimes old-fashioned techno music, perhaps, or Italo disco as well. So what was the, the origins of, of the whole thing? I mean, you said you're sort of one of the last, I like, I like the term last survivors. Yeah, survival. But uh, <laughs> why is it even called the Valerie Collective? Like, I do no research. Uh, yeah, I don't know uh, at all. I think uh, the, it all started from David uh, College. He met some guys in Nantes, our main town, the headquarter of the, the Valerie Collective. Uh, basically, we are all friends At this time, I was uh, living near Paris, uh, so I didn't meet the guys like uh, Anorak or uh, Niteros, but David did. And David wanted to build something around 80s culture, pop culture. So he started a blog by posting some images and sometimes some music, but not personal music, some thing he digged out uh, on the web. It was quite way uh, less easier than now to dig stuff. Yes. And we also started to making music and for example with uh, Stefan Falcon from The Outrunners he was making a lot of different demos with uh, his old gears and so he started to post it uh, David as well then Gary from The Outrunners and one day I decided to make a joke and to make a track that sounded very 80s the very first track I've made. This is why also I used the name Mate Elvin that was because this uh, name didn't refer to any results in Google. So <laughs> I posted it on Valerie blog and David was like, yeah, what this track, what this artist is, where can I find some information? And I was like, yeah, I digged it on a very uh, underground platform on the web, but I won't give you any advice or information about this. So uh, during two weeks, he, he, was looking, he, he was looking for some more information about uh, Maitelvin, but didn't find it. And finally, uh, I said it was a joke. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because like, as you say that, it, it was a lot harder back then to do like a lot of research. You know, now with YouTube, you pretty much just type in what you want and you get it. Exactly. Because even sometimes like my brother will send me links 
to mm-hmm. like weird 80s records by these underground sort of garage bands yeah. where they have, you know, like the little tiny record where they have like two songs and you've never heard of them. The YouTube video is just a picture of the vinyl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. So that you basically created a, a real song, said it was some band from the 80s and then... Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, this is the way it all started for me. And and then we we also enjoyed making live music and stuff, and uh, you know make some kind of uh, internet competitions about the tracks and and posted it on the blog, and uh, it has generated a kind of a community around that. A small community, but a community as well. Because you you chose to make this sort of this joke song, although the song is is good. But like, so were you making music before that point? Yeah, actually, we we were uh, living in the same neighborhood with Stephen Falcon. So we saw each other a lot uh, during this time. And he was very involved into synthesizers and uh, and gears and drum machines and stuff. And we met uh, after a live show we made in 2004 and talked a lot about the chiptune music and stuff. And he was also very involved into that because we are we are kind of geeks. So uh, we started to make some short demos of uh, chiptune music he was doing it mainly on the Game Boys. I was more into the NES. I was making this kind of music and also a bit of Eurodance and Gabber stuff, but uh, mainly with a computer because I was a student back in the years and <laughs> I had no money to have some proper gear. It's funny how a lot of people I've talked to got their start making chiptune music and using trackers. Yeah, I think it's kind of connected. You know, it's part of the geek culture as well. And as we're a child from the 80s, I'm from 83. I've grown up with all the video game stuff and the very old computers like the Atari, Amigas. And and yeah, it's part of our culture as well. When I was a kid, I was listening a lot. I was actually recording my Game Boy on my tape system (laughs) to to be able to listen to the music continuously, you know, instead of... uh, listening into to the Game Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the first track I've heard, actually. <laughs> That's fun. Well, how about this? Let's uh, listen to another song here. So, uh, voici un autre morceau de Metal Van. Uh, comment dit le, le mot pour album? Album? De l'album, yeah. D'album, exactly. uh, CS005. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is, a, this is a cool track that I dug. This is The Last Escape by Maytel Van.
And that was The Last Escape by Maytel Van. And I'm here with Maytel Van right now talking about video games. Yeah. Growing up uh, in the 80s and playing Atari and stuff. What was some of your favorites? Because you said before that you were recording some game music off your games. What, what were some of your favorite tracks? I think all the tracks from uh, Yuzo Koshiro, it's super obvious, but the guy who made the, the music for Streets of Rage on Genesis System, mm-hmm. uh, Mega Drive, as we say in French. Yeah, I think this music particularly, uh, it was all based on, you know, a transcription by a Japanese guy of the US house culture. And he uses all the FM sounds from the Genesis to provide this kind of soundtrack. There is something really strange in this music. It's really groovy, but it's also very cold. And, you know, you, you have all these FM drums and synths everywhere. It's very uh, noisy, but sometimes crunchy a bit, uh, but also still super groovy. My favorite is still the boss music. Yeah. I love the <laughs> boss music in Streets of Rage, man. It's awesome. Yeah. And I, I discovered not so long ago that everything is based for Street of Rage 1, based on... Uh, uh, some tracks of black box and if you are listening for a comparison it's quite obvious that the guy just took everything from black box and rearranged it on the genesis to to make a soundtrack super good great soundtrack it's awesome when you can find those connections because I had um, I had Dan Forden on the show who is the guy who did the music for the Mortal Kombat series Mm-hmm. And later on, uh, a listener sent me a clip of this band in England called, I think they were called UK yeah. from like the 80s, like a, a prog rock band. Okay. And as soon as I heard this one song, it was so clear where he got the inspiration to do the Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. music, right? Because you, you hear the song and once you hear it, you're just like, oh my God, like uh, <laughs> it's not the same but you can you can clearly hear the uh, the inspiration, and I think that's super cool. Yeah, totally. I think it's still a great job. You know, for example, for Yuzo Koshiro, he totally made it his way. So it's totally different from Black Box, but definitely you can see the inspiration. It's quite interesting as well. He's also putting some kind of uh, I don't know his own culture, but also Japanese traditional culture into it. Mm-hmm. And the Japanese techno sound. It's it's quite specific as well in the 80s and 90s so yeah it's quite interesting to see all this mixture you know all this assemblage of <laughs> different sounds and, and and culture so during the time when uh when he was doing the the valerie collective blog mm-hmm. or like and then the website and stuff like you would you would just pop in there if you had like tracks or something you didn't do any like writing for that the website did you uh yeah i did okay a bit but it was more it was a bit different it was on a blogger i guess blogspot blogspot website hmm. and we were all writers but we were just actually putting some nice shoots from the 80s grabbed here 
and year on the websites, right. on different websites. So it was not as complete as it was in the last year of the Valerie Collective, where David started to write bigger articles and and stuff. In the very beginning, it was more a blog of uh, a group of friends who liked the 80s. Yeah, just saying like, here's a cool thing I found, like that kind of stuff. Exactly. Not video, because there were no videos at the time uh, on the web. Uh, we were at the very beginning of YouTube, so it was mainly uh, uh, videos of guys uh, at the zoo, for example. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> uh, we were just grabbing some old pictures from some books or websites and stuff. The inspiring ones, so mainly some uh, advertising pictures from the 80s, for example. Yeah. And all this collection of uh, pictures inspired us uh, to make some music beside, you know, like a soundtrack of these pictures mm -hmm. we put on the blog. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Well, how about this? Let's listen to another track, and then uh, and then maybe you can tell me a bit about this album uh, you did. So this is another one from uh, CS005. Uh, this one's called Night Love by Maytel Venn.
And that was Night Love by Maytel Van. The very first one I've posted on the Valerie blog for the joke. Yeah, it's a good one. Well, I like it. So <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's my uh, criteria. I'm not very good at explaining music, so I just go like, if I like it, uh, I play it. And that's uh, pretty much how it works. So wh- why don't you tell me a bit about this album? So was this... This was one that you built basically like you you had released like a bunch of songs prior and just put them together or did you actually build it like an album? No, it, it was uh, all the tracks are from different periods of time. Right. For example, uh, Night Love, Lost in Big City, Looking for Love, Plan B, uh, my favorite TV show, Dragster as well, are a kind of the first era of my television. And as I'm, I am very slow to, to finish things, mm. Uh, especially in music. So um, at one point, I decided to focus on my regular job and then get back to music with uh, The Last Escape because uh, I had a new synth at this time. Mm. So I decided to make a, a track with it, the ESQ-1 for the geeks. Uh, and, <laughs> um, and Delight as well mm. was made with uh, this synth. And the last one, the very last one is uh, As We Were. Uh, that I made, I think, in 2010. And then I decided to... Um, in fact, Valerie was uh, launching the Composer series record label on the Valerie blog. And so he, he just asked me, but why did you never release something? Do you want to release something on the Valerie uh, Composer series? And, and I said, yes. And this is the CS005, which is also the explanation for the name. It's the Composer Series 005 from the very <laughs> record label. Fair enough. So when you said then you were doing this and then you took a break for a while to focus on work, so what what do you do? Uh, basically, I'm a sound designer, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. This is why I yeah. make music as well. Uh, but I'm more, uh, I moved into the UX design. So I'm making HMIs for customers. Okay. What does UX stand for? For user experience. User experience. Design. So it's how, how yeah. is that different from a user interface? It's like building the world experience for customers or users in a shop or uh, in a space or in a museum or somewhere. Actually, I'm ma- mainly doing digital stuff, but uh, tomorrow I can also work as a UX designer for, yeah, I don't know, a, a shop for example, and uh, studying people and the way they buy things and how we can improve their experience. Okay, so so UI then is specifically like a user interface of like a program, like on a computer? Yeah, exactly. UX is like a broader thing? It's more like a psychology sometimes. Okay. The, the purpose is to have some hypothesis, uh, to test it and then prove it. Right. You know, it's like a scientific path of doing things. Let me make up an example. So you're you're helping someone mm-hmm. with a store who sells boots or something, mm-hmm. and you notice that men always buy blue boots or something, and you want to prove that if we put the blue boots at the front of the store, then you'll get more people inside to buy boots or something. Exactly. So would you be the one, like, would you be the one actually doing the, the scientific research, as it were? Or is there other people in the company that sort of give you the information and you have to come up with the plan based on it? Uh, I'm doing it, but partially. 
uh, we also have some people who are uh, collecting data to see if things work or not and what is working or not. Uh, on the digital uh, medias, it's quite simple to know how many people have clicked on this button or this other one. So you can easily build something due to this resource. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So is that like satisfying? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I like my companies and people I manage, so it's quite cool. I do always find that interesting. There's there's something, that this, it's the psychological aspect that's always interesting. Like, I mean, have you ever had a situation where you discovered something surprising? Exactly. Every time. I mean, the, um, what is interesting is uh, you have to be very humble because you are a designer, but you're not the only solution. I mean, the solution is provided by users themselves. Mm -hmm. And you have also to be very empathic to listen people and try to be in their mind and try to understand when they are, what they have in their minds. Mm -hmm. And this is the interesting part of the job. You're always... We say every time we are fighting for users. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we, we're not there uh, to sell more, or, but we are there to improve their experience. And as a customer to say, at the end, we hope that they're satisfied but what we are providing or selling. I like this aspect of the job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's always cool when you actually like have an idea and like put it into practice. I think that's fun, like in testing things. I mean, that's where like a lot of the satisfaction comes into play when you actually test an idea and if it actually works. Yeah, exactly. And it's almost, it was almost the same in the sound design thing I was making because I was making sound for a car industry. Uh, automotive industry and the sound is something very uh, personal you know it's very sub uh, subjective yeah you can say that um, everyone has its own perception of the sound so every time you have to test and you have to test with a panel of uh, users to see what sounds work most on all on, on the majority of users yeah the, finally uh, some designer or a product designer or UX or it's all of this is the same kind of job and the same way of doing it so it's quite interesting yeah 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 no that, that sounds interesting man mm -hmm. well, look I want to listen to another song yeah sure here's a fun one uh, this was actually a Robert Parker track that you featured on mm. uh, which I like I like when people come together and work together on stuff <laughs> so this is uh, this is Love Theme by Robert Parker featuring Metal Van
that was Love Theme. It's a Robert Parker track featuring Maytel Van, and I'm here with Maytel yeah. Van right now talking about UX, UI, HMI. What does HMI stand for? Uh, it's for human-machine interactions. Human-machine interactions, okay. Okay, so when you said before that you were doing sound design for automotive industry, what does that mean? Like the little computers that are on board yeah. the cars, like yeah. default beeps and stuff? Exactly. It's like making chip tunes, actually, but with a car instead of a Game Boy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you have the, no, but definitely you have the same thing. Perhaps not now, but 10 years ago, it was like, uh, you know, using very basic oscillators to make a beep or, uh, yeah mainly beeps that, <laughs> you know it's funny because that must be such a tricky sort of tightrope to walk because a default beep especially if you have to hear it a lot mm-hmm. you know you have to find a sound that somehow doesn't become annoying even though you have to hear it a lot of times yeah like a default beep on a computer is the, the thing that's the most frustrating if your computer's broken all the time and that sound starts to bury into your brain you know like no matter what you you try and pick a nice sound but then as soon as that's the sound you hear every time the computer screws up, it becomes a really frustrating thing. Totally. <laughs> so you must have been doing like little subtle tweaks ever so slightly just to get that sort of perfect sound. Yeah, it's you don't have really a perfect sound, I guess, especially when we talk about electronic sounds. Because in the car industry, uh, the main role... Uh, for the sounds, uh, I was mainly making alarms and alerts and warning sounds. Yeah. And when you're using a very basic waveform, for example, the purpose is to be very distinctive compared to the rest. Mm. So that's not a, a problem to have a, a very loud beep or uh, something very aggressive. For example, when you have all the, the radars for, uh, I don't know, blind spot detectors or uh, park detectors, it's not annoying. It's something to use in case of emergency. Yeah. So you don't feel it as something annoying. It's just, okay, you have to do something quick, you know, <laughs> be, be very uh, attentive or uh, do an action. It's quite hard to explain in English. Sorry for, for no, no, this no. very long explanation. No, it makes sense. When you have, um, I don't know, an alert on, on, a, on a computer, it's quite different because you can't really measure uh, the frequency. It really depends on the action of the user. You know, you can't anticipate you can't know how loud their speakers are going to be or... For example, or how many mistakes the user will make. For example, if I've got an error message mm. and if I click outside of this message, I will have a beep. Mm. If I do it a hundred of times, it's like super annoying, but you're not supposed to do yeah. that. <laughs> you, know what, you know what I yes. mean? So as a sound designer, it's super tricky because you are making a beautiful sound, but you know, the sound can, can be super beautiful. If the users make some mistakes and uh, played it hundreds of times, it would be annoying at the end. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've never thought about this in my life, but when the car makes beep sounds, where the hell are the beeps coming from? Like, I've never even thought about that. It shouldn't rely on the speakers, right? Exactly. Or, or does it? Because if the power's off, you still want the warnings and things. Yeah, you, you have some uh, extra speakers in the car, system speakers. So uh, it's like in the center stack or sometimes in, at the back of the car. Depends of where your sound needs to come from. For example, for uh, park radars, uh, there are speakers a bit everywhere, but it's not supposed to come from the sound speakers. Uh, sound system of the car. It's amazing that I've never actually thought about this in my life until right now. That means it's well integrated yeah. <laughs> by designers. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> that's, you know, you know, you're doing a good job when no one notices you've done the job. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it has to be. Uh, I mean, when you're when we are making a great job on uh, digital stuff, that's when users doesn't think about how it works. We're getting back to music talk because you yeah. did put out uh, an EP last year called yeah. Continuum. Mm-hmm. So what what has changed between when you when you made your first joke song all those years ago and this one in terms of your setup and your work method? Yeah, the life act changed everything because the tracks that are on CS005 were not supposed to be played live. And actually, I don't have the original files from this track. I only have the raw version. Right. But I don't have, for, for main, many of them, I don't have separate tracks, for example. Sure. I have it for uh, The Last Escape, I guess, uh, as we were in Delight, so the most recent one. And in 2014, a friend of mine who is uh, running a club in North, Frédéric uh, Souris, just asked me to make a live. He, he just asked me, do you want to make a live act? Uh, I want to make you play live. Before that time, I was only making DJ sets. Uh, which is kind of boring as well. So I wanted to to move to something else. So I started to rewrite some tracks from the CS005 album, like uh, Dragster and uh, Lost in Big City, and then decided to move a bit forward and try to do some new new tracks. And all these new tracks are on the Continuum EP. So did you have to relearn how you made those songs that you didn't have the original files for? Not really, because... I had some MIDI files okay. there and there, but I have to rework the sound for every old track I decided to, to put in this live act. And finally, I had some new tracks that are on the Continuum EP, but not only. And now today, there are also a bunch of new tracks that I need to release. But you know, as you know, I'm quite slow, so <laughs> perhaps it will be in... I don't know, 20 years or... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, let's listen to one of the tracks uh, off of the Continuum EP. This one is called Planarscape by Metal Van.
And that was Planarscape yeah. by Maytel Van. And I am here with Maytel Van right now talking about music and default beeps and, <laughs> and chip tunes and video games. And yeah. <laughs> so you sound like a really busy guy. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, the part of my time is drinking beers with uh, friends. But no, yeah. that's great. No, <laughs> hey man, if you get the time to do that, I have uh, uh, two kids, and so when I'm not working, there's lots of activity going on all the time, and maybe I can maybe I can get out like once a month to have a quick drink. But uh, yeah, it's quite quite complex. <laughs> yeah, if you have the time, fucking do it. Yeah, I, I do it before the the child is coming. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be way more busy afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, what I've really enjoyed in the past few years is that in in Toronto the synth scene has has gotten bigger now, and so there's more things happening and events and stuff, and so there's lots of things for me to go out to that are fun to do because I just find with everyone always on the internet all the time and like Facebook and Twitter and stuff that. I forget how much better it is to actually like hang out with real people like in real life like it, it is so much better and so much more important yeah it's really important and it's an it's a super important part of my life and I mean for, for my girlfriend as well and we have the, the chance to be in Paris so there are a lot of different things to do and see and a lot of people to meet and there are actually a lot of uh, different people with super interesting projects. I mean, in music, in arts, and a lot of my friends are uh, currently uh, making art and drawings and music, and a lot of different things. And it's super important to not just see all this production and meet all these people just on digital platforms like Twitter and Facebook. And, you know, it's way better to have a drink yeah. and, <laughs> you know, and chat with the people directly. Like we are doing it, actually. We're using uh, the digital solutions to, to speak to each other. But actually, we are very far away. But it's, it's almost like you told me before. It's like... You know, having a chat around a cup of tea or coffee or beer. Yeah, maybe that's part of the thing, because since I can't go out as much, I've almost, I think, created this show mm. as a reason for me to uh, <laughs> to get together and like chat with uh, like-minded people and people who just make cool things. Maybe that's that's what's happening right now, because I am having a tea, so it's, so it's yeah. like we're out for a coffee, you know? Yeah, I have nothing, actually, but <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so when you're not doing that, when you're not going out drinking and stuff, I mean, like, do you still, do you still play games? Like, what, what do you do for your spare time? Yeah, I'm sometimes doing a bit of retro gaming stuff, uh, you know, because I'm a, I'm a bit nostalgic. Yeah. Uh, and also making music for uh, the other projects I have. And also sometimes making a bit of production or mixing stuff for some friends. Also making music. Also watching movies a lot. Uh, I don't know, a normal life. Yeah. I mean, for <laughs> a 35-year-old guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not super eccentric so <laughs> so what is the other project that you do uh, the other one is called dash tuner and it's basically i don't know eurodance music in french should we play a track from that uh yeah i can send you a track if you want and oh is this stuff like secret no 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 totally not there is a video on youtube i can send you the link if you want <laughs> and if you want to play it it sometimes sounds a bit like 90s dance music okay how do you spell it you say dash tuner yeah it's like d-a yeah c-h what's what's the song called uh it's called petit bonhomme because it's in french all right man well let's well <laughs> 
how, let's listen to this. Why not? <laughs> We're all having a good time here. Uh, this is uh, the side project yeah. of Maytel Van. This is uh, Dash Tuner with the track Petit Bonhomme.
kind of a joke as well, but Maitelvin is quite serious. Uh, Dashtuner is definitely not. Mm. The purpose is more partying and, you know, find all what makes us happy in the 90s. Uh, you know, with dance music, with things quite super easy to listen and all the super obvious tricks uh, you are using in the music industry, mm. like all the snail rolls and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> It's a bit like this. Yeah, no, I, I do have to say like the 90s, because I mean, I love, you know, electronic 80s music and the 90s, I sort of gravitated towards industrial yeah. because that's where I sort of found my electronic fix, even though it was obviously a little like harder and, and dirty. Year, I guess, mm -hmm. but I still did listen to techno and Euro dance and even some stuff that is technically terrible but is in my head and will like Modo, you know, like Modo will never go away yeah. in my brain, man. Yeah, <laughs> I've got every time in mind uh, a track from the Venga Boys. I don't know if you know this band. Oh, yes, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a terrible band, but they've made a super great track called uh, Up and Down. I think one of the only one on the, the album where you don't have crappy lyrics and the track is pretty good you can play it at any parties when people are a bit drunk and so it every time works you know everybody jump at the end I, I wanted to uh, with Dashuner to uh, take all these English lyrics and translate it in French because it's pretty bad when you translate it <laughs> kind of a joke as well because as we are French most of people don't know what the people were saying in the tracks no you're lucky yeah <laughs> <laughs> sometimes yes, but sometimes not. And translate it in French and try to making the same kind of music, but with crappy lyrics is kind of funny. You know, it's like a mirror of what happens in the 90s, but no. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I used to enjoy uh, Ramstein, for example. That's partially because I didn't know what they were saying. And then anytime someone translated it for me, I was like, oh, that's fucking terrible. Like, what? <laughs> you know, but it's, if you don't know the lyrics and you don't know what the people are saying, it makes the music better in a way. In a way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you said before about this 90s dance music, how it's just sort of, it's fun. It's not complicated music. It's just there to, you know, have a good time. Yeah, exactly. But in the meantime, it, it was also music from producers. So it's most of the time it's quite well made. I mean, on a technical point of view. Mm. For example, um, a bit later, some guys like uh, Benny Benassi, they did a uh, wonderful job I mean the song you know uh, everybody is able to recognize the kick drum on uh, Satisfaction is that the one with the video does it have the video with all the women like with the power tools is that that one yeah that's it Satisfaction Satisfaction this yeah. one yeah <laughs> but the sound is terrific on this mm -hmm. track it's super well produced and they use also this kind of super uh, large uh, reverb you know to, to make some some breaks and some bass drops and stuff and it's super interesting to listening you know as a producer to see all the tricks he used just put it uh, test it in a party you put the kick and everybody just become crazy yeah. because of the kick. <laughs> the, the, the first four kicks, you know, like, wow. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, how about this? Let's listen to another track. I know you probably got to go soon. So what we'll do is we'll, yeah. we'll listen to another one from Continuum. Okay. And then maybe we'll talk a bit about doing like live stuff and stuff like that. And then and then okay. you can go back to work or whatever the hell I'm interrupting. Yeah, cool. I <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this one is called Waveforms featuring Annie Hutt. 
Lucky Smith by Maytel Van.
right, and that was Maytel Van with the track Waveforms featuring Annie Hockeysmith. I don't think I know who that is. Who is Annie Hockeysmith? She's a singer from uh, Cornwall uh, in the UK. Uh, okay. She contacted me two years ago telling me, hey, uh, uh, I'm a singer. Uh, we are currently using uh, your track on live acts, uh, Waveforms. Uh, we are performing on it. Uh, perhaps you can be interesting by listening to it and perhaps you want to do something more like a collab or, or so so let me know and I spent a lot of time not listening to it <laughs> some months and <laughs> one day I decided to, to listen to it and it was quite great so we decided to do something but you know as I am quite slow it took I think I don't know more than one year to finish this track <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and if, yeah and actually uh, we had a lot of back and forth to finalize the track you know because you said when you first started making your stuff, you know, that it was all digital, like, you know, it was all just in the computer. Yeah. But you have gone on, obviously, to do sort of like live performance stuff, because I know I've seen pictures of you with a bunch of people doing those synth music like boat tour things. Yeah. What the fuck is that called again? Is that it's not night drive. There's there's so many different shows now. I can't I get the names confused. Retro Synth Fury, right? Is that is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, the Retro Synth Furies, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know cuz there's so many now. There's like there's Retro Future Fest, there's like Neon Drive yeah. Fest, there's there's you know, there's all these different I'm probably even fucking that up too. There's probably <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's all Retro and Fury, but yeah, yeah they are lot, they are all different. Uh <laughs> they yeah. are not it's not the same guy. No. Uh, so, but yeah there, there is one guy in Paris there are some guys in London there are also uh, some people in uh, Cologne in Germany mm. a lot of different people all very friendly and, and cool so when was the the first like uh, live thing that you did I think it was in 2014 in Nantes at the Lieu Unique I had a friend uh, at the, who was working at the Lunique as a as a promoter, and that's the friend who asked me to to do a, a live act. It all started in not. So how has that changed? Like, what's your sort of setup like when you do live? Uh, setup is quite easy. It's uh, mainly a computer and a Ableton push controller uh, and a sound card. So it's quite lean, as we say, yeah. <laughs> uh, UX uh, domain. I don't like to have so many scenes. And as I worked everything at the end on the computer, I prefer having all my stuff on a laptop. It's quite easier. Mm. And it's also easier to, to move. When I have to go abroad in another country, it's also easier to move the stuff. And, you know, when you are using synth, especially if you are using old gears, you every time taking a risk of uh, breaking it for many reasons mm -hmm. to the plane, to your case. You, I don't know. You have plenty of occasion to break it. Uh, so I don't want to leave this kind of experience with uh, my gears. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that makes sense. You're a sensible man. Yeah, <laughs> quite reasonable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, I don't feel a huge difference, uh, perhaps for the visual. I mean, for, for the people, but, you know, it's mainly club, club music. So I, I don't see uh, the point of playing scene just to put, I don't know, three or four extra notes on a track. If the track is enough itself. On a computer. Right. With a controller. I mean, I'm doing stuff on life on the controller. Yeah, it's mainly filters or manipulating samples in life. So then what is the what does the future hold for Maytel Van? What's coming up? Some new tracks from a new live act 
I've made last year. Actually, the same friend, again, asked me to play again at the Unique for his, uh, one of his last parties. He had uh, invited Alan Brax and he asked me, do you want to play at this party as well? So I said yes. And the condition was, if you want to play, you have to do a bunch of all new tracks. So I decided to I decided to to make this uh, <laughs> happen, and I've made almost I, I think it's ten or eleven new tracks. It's good to have a friend like that. Yeah, <laughs> who put some pressure? You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to push me? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's pretty cool. That's really useful because I'm I'm the kind of dude that I'll procrastinate too unless there's a deadline or something. Yeah. Because n- not too many friends feel that pressure to actually like push their friends to to do more stuff, but everyone's usually happier for it exactly no that that's pretty cool that guy is kind of uh, my uh, manager in a way because he, he gave me a lot of different advice uh, about the the music as he's a promoter and as he was running a, a club he had a lot of uh, good advice he also gave me um, the possibility to see a lot of different artists live which is also very interesting to see all people all the the other people do their show and what kind of uh, setup they're uh, using and all the they run it and all they interact with the the crowd earlier in the show we played the uh there's the robert parker track that you featured on but like you don't really feature on too many artists like i've seen you do a lot of remixes yeah back in the years yeah not anymore not so much yeah sometimes i have some some weak request for a remix but i think the the last one i did and because he's a friend was for uh, anorak do you find those fun or is that yeah it was very different from <laughs> the original version uh, which is the thing I like I don't like to do remixes by using you know some original sounds from the original track mm. I like to all rewrite it at all it's way more fun <laughs> it's cool too I mean I, I guess sometimes it's almost pointless sometimes when you hear a remix where it's like the same song except they just put in a different beat or something it's yeah making a club version is <laughs> the laziest thing yeah. you can do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know it's cool but it's a bit yeah, yeah. lazy <laughs> <laughs> well look man I know you gotta go so yeah it's nice to uh to finally chat with you. Thank you very much for for your invitation and it was a pleasure chatting with you, finally. (laughs) So that's pretty cool. Now the longest running uh, conversation I had going for for a thing has now been resolved after uh, after two years with this exciting conclusion. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) But uh, yeah, man, so listen, uh, have a a lovely day and... Thank uh, you very much. And uh, we look look forward to hearing more, uh, more tunes in the future, man. I'm excited. Yeah, sure. I will let you know when the new tracks are are out, and perhaps we can have a new chat with (laughs) with the new tracks. I have a funny feeling if you got a kid coming and it took two years to get some free time. Yeah, I don't know. uh, I don't know how much five years. (laughs) I don't know how much free time you're going to have for a while, but uh, yeah. All right, I I will. I will stop procrastinate. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much again, Andy. All right, and that was my conversation with Maytelvin. Maytelvin, Maytelvin. May, ah, whatever. Look, <laughs> it was a good time, and I hope you guys enjoyed that. And that is the show for this week. So, to recap, go to the Beyond Synth YouTube page and watch The Real Beyond Synth Episode 3 with Magic Sword. Look forward to future short clips 
Beyond Synth Briefs. That'll be on the YouTube page, so go check that out. Don't forget to subscribe and follow the Beyond Synth on YouTube, and also my Twitch channel, Beyond Synth. Don't forget, if you haven't yet, to get your tickets to Outland, and I'll post the link to the Facebook page in the show notes. And please share the show. It would uh, mean a lot to me if you did that. It already means so much to me that you guys support the show on Patreon and PayPal. And um, just do me this solid and share this garbage with the world. You know, we're just here to lighten your day. Whenever I go on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, it's all a bunch of depressing nonsense. And I hope that uh, this show sort of is nice, uh, easy listening for people. And that is all I have to say. So have a lovely week. Uh, Thanks for listening to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Tune in in a few days for the Beyond Synth High Five. This week will be with Marco. And... uh, Yeah, that's all I got to say. So uh, you guys are all awesome. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth or visit beyondsynth.com and click on support the show. Beyond Synth is made possible by the awesome Patreon supporters. Don't forget to follow Beyond Synth on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Live broadcasts can be heard weekly on Twitch at twitch.tv slash beyond underscore synth. Have a lovely week.